Amos 5.24 declares, But let justice run down like waters and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream flowing abundantly. Welcome to Episode 8 of Iona Speaks About Defending Self-Justice, a platform used for us as women to hear how we can walk in our dominion through the power of voice and the strength of awareness. May this podcast bring hope through enlightenment for every listener on their journey to self-justice in Jesus' name. Previously, we have defined justice and spoke about the power of voice, the overactive thinker, the empowered mother, honoring family values, raising an American son, the progression of leap years, and raising an American daughter. In this, our eighth episode, we will discuss how self-justice can be attained through how we choose to educate our children. There was a period in history where Native American youth were forced to assimilate by being taken from their homes, stripped from their families, robbed of their places of security, forced to give up their culture and faith and manipulated to become who others thought they should be. This all happened because a dominant race believed their way of life to be savagery and uncommon, so chose to use legislation and even religion to kidnap children either by force, fraud, or coercion, and educate them the way they saw fit. There was a time when even African-Americans were placed in a school setting and taught the basics framed as equality, yet lacking in fairness and truth to give the impression that all were created equal. And this all happened in America, the land of the free and home of the brave. Growing up in a residential area surrounded by pristine beaches and a prosperous community, I lacked for nothing. Although my neighborhood was not culturally diverse, I benefited from my zip code, being in a school district that was highly coveted. The education I received was good. I had access to books and technology, Yet the diversity of culture I received through academics was minimal and widely familiar. However, had I lived in a different zip code in a different city, my conventional education might not have been the same. After Native Americans were given land and after the transatlantic slave trade, an ideology was executed that had already been formed in certain mindsets for separating races into particular areas. This mindset was Let races and ethnicities remain in their own geographical communities. Let businesses flourish through their patrons. Let districts support their own schools. Let the economy thrive in individual communities rather than throughout the entire county. Let's even enforce legislation to support this ideology. Let it appear that this was the way that it was meant to be. The only thing is that this was man's plan and not God's plan. Galatians 3.28 proclaims, There is now no distinction in regard to salvation, neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you who believe are all one in Christ Jesus, no one can claim a spiritual superiority. So if there was never supposed to be a spiritual superiority, What was the reason that this happened? From citywide violence in Rosewood, Florida, Tulsa, Oklahoma, and other cities, to the decisions made in Brown versus the Board of Education and redlining of mortgages, separate but equal has not been the path of God because what man instituted was separate but inequitable 
and even feared by the dominant race. While our history doesn't define our present and does impact our present and influence our future. Therefore, what was set up by man previously, black, brown, and indigenous communities are still feeling the effects from. As mentioned in the previous podcast, I highlighted Gertrude Simmons Bonin, a.k.a. Zitkala Saa. Zitkala Saa was initially educated at home and homeschooled by choice, where she learned the ways of the land, how to be a warrior, how to understand commerce and the profits of trade, how to care for herself and others medically through the power of observations and impressions afforded to her and shared with her by different members of her family and elders within her tribe. Her early years were filled with delight and excitement as she learned through stories told to her and from practical lessons given to her of being a craftsman. Then when she was eight years old, she was coerced by a false dream and delicious red apples. When she was taken away from her mother, placed in a boarding school far away and having her dignity stripped from her, so that she could learn to read and write through a Western ideological form of education. However, this education came at a cost because she lost part of herself that took over a decade for her to regain so that she could become the author, activist, and thought leader she was created to be. Education has many faces, and the one we choose for our children impacts their day, tomorrow, and their future. So in the time of this pandemic, where educational systems have become obligated to make changes to ensure that no students would fall through the cracks, it is vital to know that with all the computers and materials being given out and plans that administrators and teachers made to assist in the learning of youth over digital platforms, there still needs to be caretakers driving the train for the education of our children. Education always starts at home first and then continues to expand across different platforms. How we as mothers defend self-justice for the education of our children is that we choose how our children are educated because in life there are no guarantees or set patterns. There have always been options for how we choose to educate our children. Yet most of America has chosen the formal conventional way of education. During this pandemic, it has resulted in the reimagination of schooling for our students, which has increased the options of homeschooling, self-directed learning, and specific guided educational plans. Although there were moments I considered homeschooling, I recognized that the best plan for my son was a hybrid model where he benefited from some aspects of homeschooling, some aspects of conventional learning, and some aspects of self-directed learning that provides a specific guided educational plan for him. We as mothers are the defenders of our children's comprehensive growth and development. We have the responsibility to spread the love of learning by whatever means our children so that they can soar as eagles and be key contributors in this nation. We defend their ability to learn and walk in righteousness, fairness, equality, and life by teaching them who they are. We assist them in executing their own self-justice by having conversations with them about their heritage, 
listening to them about their dreams, paving the way for them to succeed through the different educational platforms, and encourage their observations of the world they see and experience. We enable them to have great success in their learning exhibitions by speaking their worth and uplifting their esteem. We empower them by speaking with them about biases and helping them to strengthen their voice so that they can speak their truth even when other truths appear to be louder than theirs. As Dr. Gregory L. Jantz and Michael Gurian, authors of Raising Boys by Designs, wrote, we defend self-justice in our children by building a sense of responsibility in them, building honor and enterprise in them, and building originality in them to become critical thinkers. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, also known as the Notorious RBG, was a woman of Jewish ethnicity who paved the way for women of all races and ethnicities to receive an education and equal treatment to men beyond the expectations of her family, her peers, and the different systems she encountered. In order for our children to excel in their creative design God has destined for them, we as mothers have a right and obligation to choose the right educational stream and path for them. No matter what situations we encounter, what jurisdictions we live in, what roadblocks are put in our way, what resources we have or don't have, and what support we have accessible to us. We have this responsibility because we were chosen to be their mothers and to help lead them in their educational journeys. As we conclude this episode, I trust that every woman and mother listening be empowered to walk in their dominion as they realize there is value in their life through all of their experiences so that they can become the defenders of self-justice for themselves. Thank you for listening to another episode of Iona Speaks about defending self-justice and have a prosperous and powerful week.